<clears throat> okay, okay. Uh, all right, welcome to Toxic Podcast. I'm Alejandro Colini. Oh, man. Uh, things have come to a head here on only the third week. I have just finished watching Saw 3. When I say just finished, I mean like I turned it off like 10 minutes ago. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't... Uh, this is the first time... Like, it's been three Saw movies in three weeks, obviously. This is the first time I've turned off one of these movies and been like, oh, maybe this isn't a great thing I'm doing to myself. And, like, maybe I should... <laughs> well, I should... Okay, so this is... Okay, welcome to Toxic Podcast. I'm Alejandro Kalini. I've already... I'm repeating myself already, but it doesn't matter. Uh, this is my podcast that I do alone. I would not wish this on anyone else. It's a podcast where I consume and produce... Uh, produce... Oh God, maybe this is a form of toxic media. It's a pot. I consume and process toxic media. I don't even know what the word process means. I think I need a better log line. Toxic media, that's a term that I'm, I'm dictating. Uh, it means any form of media that regardless of quality is genuinely difficult to consume. It could be movies, it could be music, it could be books. We're all super excited for that episode where I do a toxic book. But it's, it's, uh, it could be great, it could be terrible. It's just got to really suck your soul out uh, when you consume the media. And boy, oh boy, have I experienced a soul suck in the form of the movie Saw 3. Saw 1, I remember being like, yeesh. It's been a while since I watched a movie that difficult. That was pretty intense. Saw 2, I remember being kind of exhilarated by, because I was, I was like sort of becoming, not like inured, but I was getting a little used to the, the, the world, and I was getting kind of into the, I am still into the retcon. By the end of this, I'll probably be like jumping all over myself to, to tell you how excited I am. I also want to, I think I want to move through this at a little more of a clip because I, I'm worried that I'll take too long with this. I'm, I've been, I've been just summarizing these movies. Maybe I, what do I need to do? What do I need to do here? To begin uh, my Saw 3 thing. Well, first of all, Saw 3, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to move on from the Saw movies next week. Um, this has been the Saw trilogy. The first three Saw movies were um, written by uh, Lee Wannell and the stories were concocted by James Wan and Lee Wannell. That might not be true of the second one. James Wan directed the first one. I don't know who directed this third one, but maybe we'll look it up later. Um... These do, uh, afterwards, the franchise is given to these dudes who, in my, for my money, they do right by the franchise. The Saw franchise continues on. The movies, I guess they get worse, but like, the, and I have to, I have to wait until we get into the movie to start talking about like the, the, the meat of the movie starts to become flashback. And that's like a really interesting, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. But I, uh, God, I don't like watching the Jesus, this is so gross this movie it's so this is the one it's like i guess it's 2006 probably maybe 2007 and this is the one where everyone starts to really get mad about torture porn uh it's just it's this one's barely well actually well the first half of it is like barely a movie it's just oh and the second half oh okay <laughs> oh and you can see like i'm a little bit scattered because i'm starting to wonder like what i'm doing myself i'm oh yes yes this is this is where i'm sorry i've got a million threads and they're all going in different directions what am i a saw movie Ugh. so next week i'm gonna do a movie that's not a horror movie it's not going to be this kind of toxic 
Um, maybe it won't be a movie. I, I'm trying to not only do movies. I, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I'm glad, I'm just glad, I'm just glad I'm not going to have to watch any more of these. I'm just, not for a while. I'm glad I'm not going to have to watch any more screaming. The screaming and the gore, God, I watched, I watched so much of this movie through my fingers. I gotta tell you, I don't hunger for blood the way I did back when I first watched these movies. I don't even remember if I hungered for blood back then. Jesus. All right. Well, let me get out my notes. God. Okay. So this, the beginning of Saw 3 is the end of Saw 2, which I'm a huge fan of. I love when a sequel begins moments after the previous sequel ends. I think that's one of the, the um, most confident ways to begin a sequel. We hear Amanda Young, who has just been revealed to be the Jigsaw Killer's accomplice. She's like, game over. I'm sorry. I think I just nudged the chair. I'm trying not to have these episodes be beset by technical difficulties, but I know that we're, I know we're a little lo-fi. I'm, I'm trying to get my hands on some sort of fancy apparatus. Uh, but these are the early days. You know, these are the bootlegs that you're going to pass around to your friends in cassette form. Uh, eventually they'll be worth thousands of dollars. The, the, the... Oh, God, see, it's the third movie. It's a it's a third movie, so it's doing a victory lap around itself, which I just love. Oh, I love it. The The end of the sec third movie is the beginning of the second movie, so it's we're in the dark, and we hear Donnie Wahlberg screaming at Amanda Young. He's like, you bitch! I'll kill you! He's just screaming and screaming, and again, the screaming is way too much, um, and... Ugh, there's a lot, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, I keep saying we're gonna talk about it later. We're gonna talk about everything later, guys. We have endless amounts of time. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but it's, it's a very unsettling and great way to begin a movie. And then there's this shot that, for my money, is great. I wouldn't be surprised if James Wan directed this movie. Uh, maybe I would. But the shot is like, it's like there's a flashlight suddenly in the room pointing at a gun, and then behind the gun is Donnie Wahlberg, and he's reaching for the gun, and in, in classic Saw fashion, he can't reach the gun. It's just out of his reach. It's one of those maddening things where you can't reach something that Saw loves to do, and he does, he gets his shoe, and much like Lee Wannell in Saw 1, he uses his shoe to scoop the gun over to him, and the gun has no bullets in it. He's just crying and crying. He's shackled to the wall. They use the word shackle in this movie. I remembered two, two uh, movies ago, I didn't know what the word for shackle is when, like, your leg is shackled shackled to something. I said bonds and stuff. Well, I guess bonds is the same. Why am I, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I'm so mad. That movie just, oh my God, that movie put my brain into a fucking saw trap of its own. And I've come out pureed. Jesus. Okay. Oh my God. So Donnie Wahlberg, he gets the gun. The gun has no bullets. He wants to get the flashlight. He can't reach the flashlight. He ties the gun to his shoe. Again, exactly like in Saw 1. It's a fucking victory lap. And he gets the flashlight, and he's shining the flashlight around the room. And this, oh, it's so effective. He's seeing everything that has been wrought previously. So he sees, like, Lee Wannell's corpse. He sees Xavier's corpse. He sees, um, he sees fucking, he sees the Dread Pirate Robert's foot. And he realizes that that's the only way he's going to get out of here. He Because he's like, at this point, he's looked around the room a little bit. So I'm, I'm jumping back and forth in a period of two minutes. But he's found a saw, and he's, of course, tried to saw the chain and not his foot. Uh, he sees the foot, and he realizes he's got to get his foot off. And he can't saw it. So this is just, I can't believe this happens. He takes a cinder block. I think it's the same cinder block that... 
Lee Wannell destroys, uh, destroys, he destroys Zepp in an epic rant. Uh, but uh, I think it might be the weapon that murders Zepp as well. And he, Donnie Wahlberg begins bashing his foot with the cinder block and shrieking and shrieking. And we see the foot like snap. Oh God. And it's just, and he slides, he doesn't even, he doesn't remove his foot. He slides it out of the shackle. Oh my God, Jesus! What a what a trilogy! Um, uh, uh, God, the sounds, the sounds. Okay, and then the title card, Saw Three. So now we cut to these. Uh, this it's like a SWAT team, and they're breaking into the crime scene of another Saw victim. They have they have to weld the door off. They have to like break through the door with with uh, with the. They gotta weld the door off. You you can figure out what I'm trying to say. I'm sure I'm not saying it correctly. But they, they, they get in there, and it's um, Detective Allison Carey, played by Dina Meyer. She's been in the last two movies, and she's, like, ever since the disappearance of Eric Matthews, Donnie Wahlberg, she's been, like, really fucked up because, obviously, she and Donnie Wahlberg had kind of a thing that, that's implied vaguely. Um, and we meet... Oh, we meet the new forensic scientist. He's, he's uh, Forensic Hoffman. This because this movie has to the franchise has to keep adding main cops. They they they're just hemorrhaging cops all the time. So every movie it's like, yeah, here's here's a couple more cops for you there. Um, the crime scene where they are, uh, um, uh, Detective Carey is worried that it's that it's Eric Matthews, and it's it's not. It's this guy who wakes up in a chair and he's got a chain through his tongue. He's got chains in all of his like skin and his sides and his legs and. Uh, it's, he's, he looks kind of like the Hellraiser thing where like he's about to be ripped apart by chains. And the, uh, I believe it's a video screen. It might be a tape recorder, but eventually Billy, you know, Billy the puppet is like, hello, I'd like to play a game. I don't remember exactly what this guy's sin was. I, I, I like, I remember he's like just been in and out of jail a lot. And this, this one, oh, I think that's the point is that. The Jigsaw Killer's message is kind of starting to get a little sloppy. Um, this guy's just like a guy who's gone to jail a bunch, and he needs to, there's a bomb in the room, and what he needs to do is rip all of the chains out of his skin and just walk out of the room. But obviously it's a jigsaw trap. It's, it's got to rip chains out of his skin. And so they do that like sort of jump. I don't know if it's jump cuts. I've mentioned before, I don't know if it's jump cuts, but the direction does that weird thing where they're trying to jar you and he's screaming and he's pulling chains out of his body and like blood and just like, you know, fake flesh is flying everywhere. And like you see the counter counting down and counting down and he gets all the, ch like it's one of those, uh, again, another one of those traps where they just wait too long. And they get almost everything done, and then the bomb goes off. And the bomb goes off, and uh, it cuts back to the, the cops at the crime scene. And they notice, because the door was welded shut, they're like, wait a second. This guy couldn't have gotten out even if he had passed the test. Which apparently is unique amongst jigsaw villains. Uh, jigsaw villains. Jigsaw victims. Jigsaw killings. Um... Usually, Jigsaw does allow for there to be a possibility of survival. In this case, there was no possibility of survival. This movie really wants that to be a big deal, and I don't fully agree that it's such a big deal. But we'll that you know we'll get to it later. So uh, it's we it, it's it's been six months since the disappearance of uh, Eric Matthews, and now Dina Meyer is 
herself obsessed with Jigsaw. We see her doing what we've seen cops in the previous two movies doing, which is just watching the Billy the Puppet videos over and over and over. And suddenly the TV, I think she's in a hotel room, uh, but the TV that she's watching on kind of like shorts out and it cuts to this weird angle of like a woman sitting on a bed looking at a TV. And over the course of a brief period of seconds, uh, Detective Carey realizes that it's her and that there's a camera filming her somewhere in the room and she gets up and she shoots at the camera this is actually like a spooky god is saw three the best saw movie you know how last week i saw i thought saw two was the best wait a minute in like two minutes i'm gonna be so mad at this movie again i'm sorry hang on so so allison carey she's trying to figure out where the camera is finally she has to God, this is so dumb that they make her do this. They, she finds the camera. It's in a closet. And then she takes like two full steps all the way into the closet. And then we see on the television, because we, the viewer of the movie, are watching the television screen. We're watching like from the point of view of the camera. We see uh, the pig mask figure who abducts and, uh, and drugs people come up behind her. And now she's been abducted. And she is in... She wakes up in one of my least favorite jigsaw traps. Uh, it's the awful fucking rib trap. God. And and again, she she's like, she's not like wearing a shirt and it, there's not like, she's not, uh, you don't see her breasts, but um, it's, she's not wearing a shirt and she's got this apparatus hooked into her entire chest and um, Billy the puppet shows up on a screen and, uh, He's not even telling her, like, why she's got a flaw. He's just, like, laying. It's like, Billy the Puppet's just like, Hey, hey, uh, hey, Detective Carey, why are you always hanging out with dead bodies? Because you can't relate to real people? Do you not have any friends? Like, it's just a sea of insults. Um, Detective Carey is, all her ribs are hooked into this sort of, like, it's like a reverse bear trap for your ribs. God, it's horrifying. And, um, the key to the rib bear trap is in a vat of a vat. A, well, yeah, like a, a large beaker of acid that is suspended in the air directly in front of Detective Carey. And she's got a minute. She's got to reach into the acid, pull the key out, and use the key to unlock the trap. And it's just, it's another one of those. And maybe it's, you know, some of the traps get me more than others. And... The, again, this movie start, was the first time that I started to feel, like, emotionally, like, well, I mean, they all emotionally exhaust you. I would be I would be denying my own premise if I said that none of them were emotionally exhausting. But this is the first one where I was like, maybe I can't do this. <laughs> I almost stopped. I, like, t I, I, like I've, I paused the movie a couple times and, like, walked around the room. God. So she's, like, trying to reach into the acid and, and eventually, like, Oh man, it's so, it's so perversely like, I don't know if it's satisfying or it's, oh God, that's, that's what these toxic movies, they get out of you where you don't know, you don't know whether you're enjoying it or whether it's hurting you or like, ugh. but when a character in a Saw movie decides to like really fucking go for it and it's like, I want to survive, I'm going to do the thing, I'm going to cut into my, like, you know, there's the guy who can't cut into his eye, and then there's this guy in Saw 3 who, like, can't get out of his chains in time. And I'm not I'm not trying to be like, oh, they suck. Like, I, Lord knows I would not survive uh, many a Saw trap, but 
In any case, Detective Carrie is just like, I want that key. And she eventually just shoves her arm into the acid. And again, screaming, screaming, screaming. The yellow acid is swirling red and like chunky red, like parts of, oh, God, this movie does so much like chunky. So she gets the key out and she uses the key. She's got like a few seconds left and she unlocks the lock. And the lock falls to the ground, and clearly the lock wasn't fucking attached to anything. And her rib trap is still fully embedded in her chest, and Amanda Young walks out. Oh, we don't see that it's Amanda Young, but it's Amanda Young. I'm sorry. It's Amanda Young. And, um, uh, you know, Detective Carrie goes, you? And then, oh, the trap just completely pulls her chest open, and you, like, see... Her entire like rib cage get ripped open, and her, like it's like a frontal shot of just like the the this fake. In a sense, it almost looks bad because they're using practic they're using like practical effects. Like you're physically seeing like fake flesh and organs and shit flying, but it's also just so grotesque. Oh my god! And it's one of those things like I. I guess I'm glad we can show this in movies. I'm glad that we don't have like restrictions on it, but I am kind of like, what are, what is going on? Jesus. Maybe I, (laughs) maybe I'm all for strict uh, regulations of what you can show in movies. That's maybe I'll head up a new government agency about that. (laughs) Oh God. Oh my God. And, and it also just like, ugh. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll save this for a, uh, maybe I'll save it for later. Wow, this episode's going to be five hours long. So, Dina Meyer has been murdered. This movie is yes. This movie is dis- I consulted my notes, and it, my notes say this movie is disgusting. So next we cut to um, this woman waking up in bed next to this dude who uh, we assume is her husband. We especially because they're like so distant. Like he's like, "Honey, what's up?" And she's like, nothing, I'm fine. I'm going to go into the hospital. And she's, and he's like, but I said you didn't, I thought you didn't have to get there until 11. It's only 9. And she's like, well, I'm going in early. And he's like, well, can we just talk? And she's like, We're, everything's fine. And she goes in. Her name is Dr. Lynn Denton. And she is very out of it. She's just zoned out. She's like not in it. She's not in the zone. She's not in the doctor zone. Uh, she, the, one of the first things we see happen is because she's zoned out in a different room, she almost allows a child to die because she's like not paying attention. This child is coding and someone has to like run and get her and she saves its life. And the, the, uh, the woman who had to get her is like, that's not the Lynn Denton I know. What the hell is going on? So she's, uh, that's the extent of her character development. It's like, she's distant from her husband. She's distant from everything. And then she is abducted. Pig mask abducts her. And she wakes up. Uh, in what is clearly a jigsaw uh, workshop, and who should fucking come in but Shawnee Smith, Amanda Young, who this, God, you know, Amanda Young, like, I thought the second Saw movie was Amanda Young's movie, the third Saw movie is Amanda Young's movie. That, like, she gives such an incredible, I believe she won Best Actress this year for it, um, Oh, she comes in and she's like all she's just already like furious it's clear she like wants to kill lynn denton but lynn denton is strapped to a wheelchair and amanda young wheels her across the room oh my god it's so cool she's like 
she's doing that thing like when, with a you do sometimes with a shopping cart where when you're a kid like where you run with the shopping cart and then it's going fast and you put your feet up on it and you ride it a little bit she's like riding on the back of Lynn Denton's wheelchair and wheeling her through the jigsaw workshop into a sort of makeshift hospital room where she encounters horizontal John Kramer the jigsaw killer you remember how last episode I said he looked almost dead he somehow looks vastly more almost dead. He's lying on his side. He's like blue now. And um, he's his inoperable brain tumor has become even more inoperable and a brain tumor. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be flippant about that. But like he's just doing way worse. And the reason Lynn Denton has been abducted is she has to keep him alive for the for this next test. Um Amanda, he's, well, he says, obviously, she's like, what do you want? He's like, I want to play a game. So uh, Amanda Young puts a bomb necklace on Lynn uh, that's linked to Tobin Bell, the Jigsaw Killer's heart. And as soon as his heart stops, the necklace is going to go off and it's going to explode her head. So she has a vested interest in keeping him alive. And uh, they go, oh, 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 okay. That's, that's then we cut into the game. You know how uh, in the the last Saw movie, Saw Two, it's like we kind of start with the frame about the Jigsaw Killer and and the main cop or the main character, the person of interest, and then we also cut into the game, and then eventually the two weave together. That's what we're doing right now. The game begins, and it's some dude who I do not like. I don't know who this guy. He's he's in a box. And I think there's a there's a a tape recorder in there, and the tape recorder's like, uh, hey hey hey, uh, it's it's me. What's up? Um, you've uh, your a drunk driver killed your son years ago. Maybe not years ago, but uh, some time ago. And you haven't been the same, and you haven't been able to let it go. And he's in like a he the, he knocks this box over. It's on. It's on like a, I don't even want to describe it. The box is in the air. It falls to the ground. It breaks open. We get some flashbacks of this guy, like, falling to pieces, like, pointing a gun at himself in a mirror, like, spitting at himself in a mirror. I think he's imagining killing the drunk driver. The drunk driver was given, like, a really light sentence, almost nothing at all. There was no justice served. And now he, like, he's a shadow of himself. He won't let anyone touch anything in the um, deceased son's room. Like, the daughter gets a stuffed animal from his room to remember him by, and the dad comes in and is like, hey, did you take something from, from, uh, uh, it's not Danny, it's not Danny. Danny's the son from the, uh, first one. Uh, son's room. I didn't write down the son's name. (laughs) My deepest condolences. But, um, in any case, he's wandering around yet another sort of like murder house, your, your classic Kevin McAllister Home Alone murder house. Uh, he finds a, a little uh, box with a card in it and, and a key. And uh, I, again, I'm sorry, I, I was trying to be less meticulous about writing things down, but I, do, I don't know what's on this particular card. Uh, I, I did whatever, whatever, but I'm not fucking beholden to you. I'm summarizing a Saw movie for no reason. It's probably like six listeners, if, if that many. Oh, God. So, uh, John's brain, the jigsaw killer. Oh, there's so much more. Yeah, so we're cutting back and forth between the, the house, the, the game, and the the medical drama. The jigsaw killer's brain is, is uh, 
I don't think it's hemorrhaging. It's hernia-ing. Thank you. I wrote this down. And uh, Lynn Denton has an argument with Amanda Young about taking him to a hospital. And Amanda Young's like, no, I'm not I'm going to kill you. Don't No, I'm not taking him to a hospital. And um, uh, uh, John's like, calm down, Amanda. Oh, Amanda calls Lynn the C-word. Amanda calls her a stupid C-word. Which this movie kind of, there's more, there's just more like gendered anger and violence. Like, anger directed at women and violence directed at women. I, I don't want to be like Mr. Pretend male feminist arbiter of, of, of these, you know, whether or not these movies are socially responsible, which obviously they aren't. But like in previous Saw movies, one of the best things that could be said for them is there isn't more violence directed against women than against men, I think. In this movie, they're kind of... In this movie, there very much is. And the, that stupid... That line, the, it just kind of feels like a man putting that word in, in a woman's mouth to yell at another woman. I Again, I'm, I have no... God, I, I feel stupid even saying that. Because it's like, what do you guys think that this was a super feminist movie before I mention that? But, like, it's this movie has a toxicity about it, specifically related to the way it treats women, that the previous two movies in my opinion, lack. And John is like, hey, Amanda, calm it down. Because Amanda, it, like every second of the movie, Amanda wants to kill Lynn. But John, John's like, calm down. And then he starts puking. And he has a seizure. And and he just, oh, God. And he, he, he like, he's, he's like coughing up blood. And uh, it cuts back to the game with this dude walking through the house. He finds a door that says, face your fears, and he opens it. Oh, yeah, this is exactly why I talked this. I, where I, I, it's a naked woman in a freezing cold room. She's completely naked, and this is the first nudity in the entire Saw franchise. She's shivering. She's suspended, like, by a chain from the ceiling. Uh, and uh, this guy plays the tape recorder, and it turns out that this woman is Danica Scott. She's the only witness to the car crash where her son was killed. And intermittently, she is being sprayed within this freezer with freezing cold water. And she is clearly about to die. She's begging for her life. They have this, like, awful argument where this guy is, like, yelling at her and, like, kind of almost, like, taunting her in a sense. And then he, he, he doesn't want her to die. And so he goes over to where he sees this key is, it's behind these bars, and he has to reach very far and stick his face to the bars in order to get the key. Uh, and because it's so cold, his face sticks to the bars, he's got to like rip part of his own face off, and, and by the time he gets back to her, she's for, like encased in ice. And God, that, ugh, I just, ugh. <laughs> it, it's gotten to this point of like what like what am i I'm, I'm i'm hurting you vicariously like the 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 idea of this podcast is that like i process it and like sort of talk about like what it is and what it means but like it's just a naked woman in a freezer freezing to death and like i guess she has to be like i guess she has to be naked so she freezes to death better uh, so we cut back to the fucking saw workshop where Lynn Denton is kind of looking around the workshop for something she could maybe kill Amanda with. And Amanda finds her doing this and gives this quite, it's actually kind of a good monologue where Amanda's like, go ahead and kill me. Uh, 
you better do it fast because if the jigsaw killer hears me die, then he's going to activate your bomb. And then, you know, you don't even know how to get the bomb off and the slightest thing could knock it off because I built the bomb. It's, I don't know, maybe it's a very dumb, it's, it's a ridiculous speech. Actually, I've come full circle on the speech. It's ridiculous. This movie is just, ugh. Yeah, that's exactly, I think that's exactly what I was saying earlier is that the first half of this movie is like horrifyingly just like ratcheting up everything awful about the first two. And then the second half is this like weird medical drama where they're having this argument about how they need to get the, the jigsaw killer to a hospital. And they're suddenly they're preparing to do like brain surgery on him. And Amanda Young's like, do you have everything you need? And Lynn Denton gives this line where she goes, I have the instruments to cut someone open. I don't have the tools to save a life. And Amanda Young says, you'd be surprised what can save a life. And then we get our first dose of plot-developing flashback. We see the flashback to the Jigsaw Killer putting the reverse bear trap on Amanda Young. We see her escaping the reverse bear trap and running away. Oh, my God. We see... Oh, you know what? I'm going to stop right now because we need... I don't, oh God, after everything that I'm talking about, it almost seems horrifying trying to be like, trying to cut this a little bit with, but we're going to play a, we are going to play a game and the game is called, who, who is this guy? Uh, it's a game where I finally look up and I planned this, uh, while I was watching the movie before you think this is like lazy podcasting. It's not, it's a bit that I thought of earlier. <laughs> I'm going to look up who this guy whose son was killed by a drunk driver is because I've seen this actor before. Um, yeah, he's, of course, he's not American. His name is Angus McFadden. Fa <laughs> yes, that's God, I'm so dumb. He's in Braveheart. Oh my God, he's in Braveheart. He's Jeff Denlin in the Saw franchise. Uh, ooh, spoilers. Um, oh my God. Wow, I think I know him from We Bought a Zoo. Yeah, this is Jeff Danley. He's a Scottish... Jeff Dan. This... Fuck. He's a Scottish actor. This guy's a Scottish actor. That's, that's the game. What a bad game that was. Okay, so now he finds... He's going through this house. He finds a Billy the Puppet sprawled on the ground over his bike, and it reminds him of what his own son looked like sprawled on his own bike when he was hit by that car, which is so toxic. Um... Next, he finds a guy chained to the bottom of a pit by his own neck to the floor, and it's the judge. It's the judge who gave the drunk driver a very light uh, sentence, like a slap on the wrist. And uh, the, the, oh, God. He's kind of burn all of his son's possessions. You remember how he can't have anything taken out of his son's room? He freaks out. In order to get the key to save this guy, he's got to burn all of his son's possessions in an incinerator, and um, unless he does so, a series of meat carcasses are being pureed and poured into the pit. And very soon this judge will drown in the pit. And it's another, this movie, he kind of becomes the jigsaw killer to a certain extent. Like he's, he's, he's taunting these people. He's like yelling at them. He's like, you could have stopped this. Um, it's, it's a little bit yeesh, but eventually he burns the toys. He saves the guy. He, um, oh my god, he goes into the pit to save the guy. This is like a five-minute sequence. I'm kind of starting to try to move through some of the harsher bits, because, oh, this, this one, Jesus. I'm so excited for next week when I do whatever I do that is not a Saw movie. Eventually, the level of pig, uh, the level of animal intestines and, and liquid in the pit is so high up that it's like just this judge's mouth outside of the, the liquid... 
And when Jeff gets into the pit to unlock him, I literally, it was so disgusting to me that I put my nose in my shirt. But eventually he frees the judge and we cut back. Um, and uh, we're, oh my God, Lynn Denlin is about to do brain surgery to relieve the pressure on his brain and he's awake and they show us she gets a fucking power drill. This like, this so much of this movie is just like a medical horror movie. There is so much more stuff with like the Saw Killer and Lynn and Amanda and, and his health. So she's drilling into his skull. She like takes a slice out of his skull and you can see his brain and oh my God, I guess, oh. They relieve the stuff, they relieve the pressure on his brain, but then he, he very nearly almost dies and he starts having these flashbacks to a woman who we assume is his wife. Like, we assume this must be the Jigsaw Killer's, like, dead wife. They're doing that, like, dead wife archetype thing where, like, he's, like, filming her with a video camera. She's like, oh, come, come on, come on. And he's like, what? I like filming it. They do this in John Wick, too. It's So I assume his wife is dead. I, I, you know, I have watched the whole Saw franchise. I don't fully remember exactly this. But um, Amanda Young is so traumatized by seeing the Jigsaw Killer almost die that she, like, runs out of the room and she now flashes back again. She sees herself um, preparing for Saw 2. You know how she's one of the victims in Saw 2? Like, this is her test. Jigsaw is preparing her for, for, for her test. Um, she sees herself kidnapping Lee Wannell, which is amazing. That was actually a little bit of a plot hole in Saw 1 because Zepp Hindle did not kidnap Lee Wannell so uh, Amanda did, and we and we see, God, all these movies were so well-constructed. Did they know that they were going to have three, eight, nine? Oh, my God. I love it. I love the retcons. I love, I hate gore. I hate suffering. I hate, oh, but I love retcons. I love filling in the past and not the present. We see her helping Jigsaw set up Saw 1, and they, oh, God. It's so funny, too, because, um... They couldn't get the Dread Pirate Roberts for the Saw 1 setup. So, like, all of the Saw 1 setup, you see them, like, putting on the makeup and pouring blood around. And Lee Wannell's there. They just never show the Dread Pirate Roberts. Oh, and they never show the fake poop, too. I just wanted to, I wanted to remind you, in Saw 1, there's that disgusting poop thing where he reaches into the poop toilet for no reason. And I, and I was wondering, how did that toilet get filled with poop? They show you blood, fake blood being poured all around the room. They don't show you the toilet being filled with any sort of fake poop. It's That is a is a serious plot hole. I hope it is resolved in Saw 9? Is it Saw 9 or Saw 8? <sighs> God. We're having so much fun. So somebody, I think it was one of the writers, described this movie as a love story between Jigsaw, Jigsaw, Jigsaw and Amanda... And I guess, I guess that's true because Amanda, oh God, she's, uh, well, we also, we're seeing these flashbacks. We're seeing in the flashbacks that a lot of the people we thought must have like starved to death in the room. Amanda's like going back and killing people. She loves killing. She's just, she kills Lee Wannell. She like puts a bag over his head. Um, and, uh, see Jigs and Jigsaw, the thing with Jigsaw, God, it's, this is, Again, this is a real hard sell for me with this movie, is Jigsaw allegedly doesn't want his victims to die. And the difference between Jigsaw and Amanda is that, like, Amanda designs inescapable traps, and Jigsaw doesn't. But fuck that. Jigsaw also designed inescapable Fuck fucking whatever. Ugh. So now it's this guy, Jeff, Angus McFadden, and the judge... 
And, and and clearly the game is not the this game is not the primary focus of the movie. The primary focus of the movie is this jigsaw Amanda Lynn like almost tri- triangle. But Jeff, in any case, finds himself in a room with the man himself. This is the guy who hit his son with a car. It's the guy who killed his son. He's in some sort of mechanized like rack that's going to twist all of his limbs and then his neck off unless Jeff pulls the key out of this box and and submits to being shot non-fatally with a shotgun. And so the trap begins and all the guy's limbs are, are twisting and the judge is like trying to, the judge is like, you gotta help him, you gotta help him, which again, not again, but I just want to say, judge, this guy saved your life. You could take that bullet. Like if, because this is the guy who killed his son. Clearly, if it was hard for him to find the strength to save your life, it's going to be infinitely harder to save this guy's life. If you think this guy's life deserves to be saved, why don't you take that bullet, dude? But again, I've never been in a saw trap. I don't know what it's like. Oh my god, hang on. Jesus, I need to drink some water. I've been talking for nigh on these 60 years. But, uh, well, what am I, am I, am I surprising you if I tell you that the guy dies, he gets, he pulls the string, he gets the key, the bullet somehow shoots the judge, killing the judge, I think just because the plot wants that to happen. The, the drunk driver's head gets ripped, like turned and ripped off. Um, and this Oh, wow. This is your classic Saw misdirect, uh, but it's a weird one. We <clears throat> we cut back to the sort of the hospital room or whatever, and Jigsaw is asking Lynn about her husband, and you think that he's talking about the guy you saw at the beginning, just like how in many movies you might think that one thing is happening simultaneously with the thing that we're cutting back and forth between, but in fact that is not the case at all, because it turns out this guy, Jeff Denlin, who is in this other Jigsaw game, is actually Lynn's husband. Lynn and Jeff Denlin. We don't quite know that yet, but it's starting to get hinted at. Amanda comes in and sees them holding hands, and she, like, freaks out. She goes back to her, like, area of the workshop, finds a packet that has her name written on it, and reads a bunch of stuff. And I don't, I don't know, they don't tell you what she reads, but she freaks out. She comes back in, and she says, Hey, The guy in your game has completed the third phase of his test, which was what the agreement with Lynn had been. If the guy completes the third phase of his test and Jigsaw is still alive, Lynn can go. And Jigsaw goes, okay, take the bomb off of Lynn. And Amanda Young takes out a gun and goes, no. And uh, it turns out Amanda, oh my God, this is so cool. Do I, oh, do I want to tell you? So so we, we see her fighting with Donnie Wahlberg and there's, just like Donnie Wahlberg, it's a really brutal fight. Again, like the specifically the violence against women in this movie is so much more pronounced and much more brutal in, than in previous movies. It seems, oh, it's just, oh, this movie is gross. But uh, he almost kills her and then she steps on his messed up foot and he falls to the ground and he's running away. Uh, she's running away and he's yelling after her, you're not Jigsaw, bitch! Which... I guess it's effective to say you're not Jigsaw as, like, a thing that, like, ruins her day. God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. So, she's got... Jigsaw... We're in the hospital room, 
And and Jigsaw's like, you gotta let Lynn go, Amanda. Amanda, you gotta let Lynn go. And Amanda's like, why do you like her so much? And he's like, I don't like her. I don't care about her. I care about you. She's not important to me. She's important to you. And Amanda's like, she's not important to me. And Jigsaw's like, you don't understand. And Amanda shoots Lynn. Lynn falls through this doorway into Jeff's arms. It turns out that Jeff was in the same place. He's been wandering through these hallways ever since he got out of that last room where the last two companions of his died. And he's got a gun in his hand too. Somehow she falls in his arms. She's, he's, he, as an impulse, he shoots Amanda Young. Amanda Young has a bullet in her neck. She's bleeding out. She falls to the ground. The music swells. Of course, the theme swells. And God damn it, Tobin Bell, the Jigsaw Killer, starts explaining to her that this whole movie was her game. It was not Lynn's game. It was not Jeff's game. The reason Lynn and Jeff seem to have had thin games is that it was always Amanda Young's game because Amanda Young is too evil. She's been developing inescapable traps. She likes death. She's not actually saving people. He was giving her one last chance to prove that she could execute a game fairly. According to his rules, where people were actually allowed to survive, but she couldn't do that. And he's very, like, he's literally, he's sad. And the music is like, of course, dun dun dun, dun dun dun, dun 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 dun. And Amanda Young is bleeding out, and she's bleeding from the neck, and she's like looking at him just so horrified. And he looks down at her, he's so sad. And he very sadly goes, Game over. Like, he's so sad, and he says, Game over. And then. Uh, Lynn is bleeding, she's not quite dead, and Jeff, uh, is pointing his gun at Jigsaw, and Jigsaw goes, Jeff, I'm still in control here. I decide whether you live or die, whether your wife lives or dies. I can have an ambulance here in four minutes, but you just have to play a game with me. You have to forgive me. Over there on that table is an array of tools that you could use to take your bloody revenge on me, to enact your pound of flesh. Exact, I'm sorry, I misspoke. But if you forgive me, everyone's going to be fine. And literally a tear is running down the jigsaw killer's face. And Jeff goes, I forgive you. And then he picks up a, like a power saw and he slashes Jigsaw's neck. And Lynn, who has been too weak to say anything, is like, no. And Jigsaw, he's got a tape player in his hand. And as soon as his neck gets slashed, he presses play on the tape recorder, which is very funny. And he hands it to Jeff and it says, hello, Jeff. Uh, you're, you're fucked, dude. This, I can't believe you did that. If, you, if you're hearing this, I'm dead. You, this is the price of living only for vengeance. I'm the only person who knows where your daughter is. And if you want to help, if you want her to survive, you're going to have to play a game. And then, we don't hear the rest of the tape, but the Jigsaw Killer's heart stops. The bomb goes off. Lynn explodes. And the... We cut out of that scene. The movie ends after a very grotesque shot of Lynn's exploded ahead. And that's Saw 3. And I was trying to kind of make heads or tails. I think the thing about, like, if you want her to live, you're going to have to play a game implies that he's going to be doing something in Saw 4. Again, it's been a while since I've seen these movies. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I do view this as kind of a hermetic trilogy that could be wrong of me. But now I am done. I am done with the Saw franchise. I wash my hands of it. The, 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 I don't, you know, I've been kind of asking the question of like, why do people watch these? Like, why do we make these? I don't quite understand these movies. I, 
I have watched them for entertainment purposes. I guess I watched them for entertainment purposes this time, but this is, like, I just feel off. I feel like everything's not okay. <laughs> um, let's, is there any way out of this? Yeah, yeah, okay. So in the previous two uh, podcasts, I designed a jigsaw trap for myself, and then in the next one, I kind of fucked up, and I sort of, whatever, that was a bad ending. But this ending isn't going to be bad, because I'm going to pull us out of the muck. What would be like a, what would be like a really positive jigsaw trap? Like a jigsaw trap where it's like, it's like, hello, Hello, Alejandro. You don't, you don't think, you don't hold yourself in nearly the regard you deserve. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, it's like, it's like a box and the box is full of like nice things your friends have said about you and you have to like open the box. What are the stakes? Wait, what are the stakes? It still has to be like a fatal trap. Oh my god, this is so dumb. This is so dumb. So yeah, like you wake up in the reverse bear trap. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. So Alejandro Colini, famous comedian and 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 podcaster Alejandro Colini wakes up in the reverse bear trap. The screen goes on. Billy the puppet turns his head. Hello, Alejandro. I want to play a game. Uh, and then it's like my flaw is that. God, shit. See, at the beginning, I was being very real with myself, but uh, my, it's my flaw that I don't let people love me. That's stupid. I let people love me. Do, don't do I? Isn't my flaw that I'm horrible? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's my flaw, is that like I myself am like just a toxic, horrible, awful human being. That's hence, the, hence this podcast. That's why I can afford to drink nails for dinner and eat nails for supper and just, you know, fucking feast upon the pie that is nails uh in the form of toxic media day in and day out so i gotta what what is it what i'm the reverse bear trap is gonna go off it's gonna rip my head open if i don't text my friends telling them i love is that what it is or if i don't oh my god what Okay, this is what it is. This is what it is. It's like I'm so bad at asking for help. So it's all I need to do is just get out of my phone and go to my group text. It's my group thread. It's not a, it's not a text. It's a Facebook message that I don't know why I'm splitting hairs with you. That's not great podcasting. I'm going to the group thread and all I need to do is say, hey guys, uh, I know I haven't been that much of a part of the group thread. I'm sorry if I haven't been like giving you guys as much emotional support as I am now demanding but I am trapped in the reverse bear trap right now. I'm really freaked out. I might be about to die. And if anyone could just any support, like any good words, and and I'll be so worried that that would be like an infringement upon my friends. But then obviously one of them would respond, "Hey, like I please, I hope your face doesn't get ripped open in the reverse bear trap." And then the reverse bear trap would release, and I would go about my day. I would probably, honestly, I would get myself a mint chip dazzler from Hagen Dazs. I don't know if you've ever had one of those. God, they're good. Oh, how long was this? How long was this episode? Six days? 11 months? Well, 
I don't know what I'm doing next week, but it's not going to be a horror movie. It's going to be something. It's going to be something light. It's going to be some light toxic media. Something nice and airy. Something that sucks your soul out in a in a good way. So in any case, don't uh, keep 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 on trucking. Keep on trucking, folks. That's that's the, that's my catchphrase for toxic podcast. All right, I'm Alejandro Kalini. Take uh, take care of yourselves.